everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. <gasps> you are? <laughs> yeah, the Nikki Kinzer. <laughs> Hello, Pete Wright. How are you? The ya? one, the only. I'm so good. I don't know. Given the show today, I so I go in to look at the show notes today and uh, look at the, the topic, and I think, okay, Nikki's just taken out, she's sharpened a stick, and she's just going to poke me with it. Yes. Yeah, that's probably. what it's going to be about. Mm-hmm. This is this is therapy for me. So great. Okay. Thanks. No problem. I'm sharpening right now <laughs> as so, you do the little why intro. Are you so calm about it? This isn't even funny to you. It's like very real. It's almost premeditated. Well, let's just say I've had a little bit of experience with oh. with well, not pers- with with it personally, but definitely with clients. So that's why I'm not yeah. like rattled by it because I'm hoping this will bring some awareness to some folks. Well, me too. It's all or nothing day today on the ADHD podcast. And before we dig in, head over to takecontroladhd.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list right there on the homepage. Get an email with the latest episode and other great stuff every single week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And our phone number is 503-664-4ADD. We love getting feedback any way you want to send it. Okay. All or nothing thinking. How did how did this come up? I mean, it feels like this is one of those things where you probably met with three opportunities to think about right. this, and therefore it is a podcast. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. <laughs> I get inspiration everywhere. Uh, it, but yes, it is. Well, you know, we were talking a lot about limiting beliefs, and I've talked a lot about this, um, these beliefs in my coaching groups. And a lot of times what happens is this all or nothing kind of mindset. And what I've noticed is that people don't notice that they're doing it. And that's why I'm hoping that it really brings awareness to folks because we all have probably have heard that one of the challenges with ADHD is this all or not, nothing, you know, mindset. There's not a lot of flexibility. It's either good or it's bad. Um, I either did really well or I just, you know, did really, really bad. Uh, yeah, for, for me, it's all about I either have all the time I need to do to get this project done or I have no, no time. time to do to get this project. Absolutely. Done. And yeah. it's so interesting because you just mentioned, you know, oh, you must have had like three opportunities where this has kind of come up in your life. And and it came up on a personal level too, but reverse. So my son was sick this week and he woke up with a temperature. And it wasn't real high, but it was enough for him enough for me to say, you know, you should probably stay home. It was, I think, about a hundred degrees, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, well. Well, he was really concerned about school and didn't want to miss school. And he's like, well, I think what I'd like to do is go back to bed and, you know, see how I feel when I wake up. And if I feel better, then I'd like to go back to school. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's such a good idea. I'm kind of thinking that if you have a fever still, you should just stay home. You know what he said to me? Hmm. He's walking up the stairs and he's like, mom, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Oh, dear. He has no idea that I was thinking about doing this show. He doesn't even, I mean, there's no way he would even know. And that's what he said. (laughs) And I'm like. That's amazing. Huh. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> so needless to say, he did wake up. His his, his temperature went d- back down to like 99. And so we went ahead and let him go to school. So it wasn't all or nothing. We were flexible. Yeah. We we met in the middle and he was fine. I mean, he it, it all turned out well. But I mean, the point is, it's just like what you were saying. You know, I either have a lot of time to do it or I don't. And 
this I caught one and I say caught because I'm kidding I'm not kidding you um people just don't realize that we're that they're doing it so I had a client who said I really want to have some personal time in the morning I want to do this on Thursdays it's the best morning for me but I just can't ever get it done like there's just always so many distractions well the more we dig into it I said well how much time do you want in the morning like what are you thinking and she's like well probably the whole morning like three hours but I can't ever find three hours in a row. And I said, okay, well, what if we started at just 30 minutes Mm -hmm. instead of three hours? It doesn't have to be all three hours. It could just be 30 minutes. (gasps) That's a great idea. (laughs) You know, suddenly, suddenly you're taking ownership of the schedule by just changing your perspective a little bit. Right. Right. And I see this of course with like organizing, right? Because people think, well, I need to have a large amount of time. I need to have four hours. I need to have a whole weekend um, to get anything done. But really all you need is maybe 10 or 15 minutes a day consistently every day. So it's really kind of getting out of that thinking of it has to be all of this or none of it. A couple more examples that I'm sure people are going to relate to. One is, well, this planner doesn't work. I'm not consistent with it. So I better look for a new planner. Oh, yes. Right? That's all or nothing thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, planning, weekly reviews, planning my schedule doesn't work. You know why? Because I didn't get everything done. Yeah. Well, and that's that's like, that's all or nothing thinking and inverted logic. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right? Yeah. (laughs) That's a a double header. Exactly. And then the other thing that comes into play with, I think, all or nothing thinking, again, that people may not, well, actually, I think this one people are more aware of, and that's where perfectionism plays a role in. Because, and I think that more people are aware of this than probably the, the all or nothing, because they know that, okay, I may be... Um, procrastinating on something because I want this to be perfect and I have this fear that it's not going to be. So it's, it's hard to get started. Right. Um, and I think people are more aware of that and because they don't feel like it's ever going to be good enough, then they don't finish it. So there's that executive function going on of hard to get started, but also hard to, to follow through. This is, this is what we were talking about with Eric uh, Tivers on the show the, a couple of weeks back, right? This is backpocketing success. Yeah. It's the, this is the thing that I, I run into all the time. It has to be perfect. If it's not perfect, people will not love it. Therefore, I shouldn't do it because clearly people would not love it. It, it is, exactly. It, it ties totally right into it. that. It doesn't make sense, yeah. right. Well, and then when you do end up procrastinating or you put it in your back pocket, then we're not happy with the results. We don't feel good about it. And then it lowers lowers our confidence and self-worth and all of that. So it's, you know, there's a lot of dangers here with this type of thinking. Um, and of course, you know, it is directly related to limiting beliefs, which I do believe we also talked about with, with Eric as well. Yeah, right, right. Um, but th- this type of thinking cements those limiting beliefs. It just keeps putting you know them in front of you and you keep believing them. So that's a huge danger you know, with this type of thinking. Also, I think what happens is it, it really creates people to have extreme and impossible expectations. Yeah. Well, what talk more about that? Like what do you what what do you see when you're working with your clients? Well, I think that like for the planner for example. Well, this planner doesn't work because they're looking for it to be the perfect planner. But the planner is only a tool, 
right? It, it, there, there probably isn't any such thing as perfect because even if you think that it's the perfect planner, in two months it might change, your schedule might change or something changes and now it's not perfect anymore. Right. So I, I think that it's this expectation that everything, again, has to be perfect. It has to be 100%. And so you're looking at 100%. Well, 80% is pretty darn good right? I mean, there isn't anything <laughs> wrong with 80%, but you're putting yourself up to this expectation that you may never be able to, to reach. And the thing that we have to remember too, is the ADHD mind is wired differently. The brain is wired differently. So if you're trying to compare yourself to somebody else that doesn't have ADHD, or maybe they have ADHD, but they manage it differently. I mean, it's all perception, right? We can't compare yeah, ourselves yeah. to other people too. I mean, that's a huge problem. And so, even a dirt road is still a road. Yeah. Yeah. So all of these things kind of just really don't, they don't work. I mean, I don't know how else to yeah. say it. It just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that, that's the, the, the real, the, the biggest danger I think for me, and this is the thing that I find myself running into and constantly talking myself off the ledge is calcification, right? It's this, this idea that, you know, as you said, you know, once I, once I get into that negative self-talk, that I I get stuck there, right? And and it 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 takes uh, feats of mental gymnastics to get out of that. But I have to keep telling myself, right? Again, the dirt road's still a road. I can still walk it. I can. It's still moving in a direction. It's not uh, a wash in a field. Uh, I I know that if I can just take the next step, then I will be taking a step. And that is something to celebrate. Well, it is. And and exactly what you're saying is that when you can focus on on that next step and you're focusing on the fact that you've already gone a mile, and yeah, maybe you've got five miles more to go, but you've already gone a mile. So when we have the all or nothing thinking, we're not even looking at what we've already done as success, right? We haven't been, we're not paying attention to that. We're only paying attention to what's left. And so that's a missed opportunity there because we're missing our progress. And so much of the time it's that, it's that progress that keeps us motivated to keep moving. So if we can focus, wow, look at that. I just went a mile. How awesome is that? That was a mile I didn't have yeah. yesterday and keep, right. you know, one step forward, one step forward. So that, that's one of the definite issues that we need to address is just keep looking forward and, um, and, and look at what you've done because there's yeah. success in that. And we just forget it. A couple of things for people to be aware of, because this is the thing is people are not aware of how they're talking to themselves, that internal dialogue, it gets missed almost every single time I'm coaching somebody. And that's why it's so important that we talk about this because people just don't see it. They don't see it until it's pointed out to them. Um, so what I want people to watch for is when you are talking to yourself about something, which we all do, right? We all have Take these day, little yeah. conversations Pick a day. in the mirror. <laughs> uh, look for the words when you say never. Never is an all or nothing word, right? Yeah. I can't, right? That is a word that mm -hmm. we say a lot. Um, every, you know, every time. Yeah. I mean, these are all that pretty much is all or nothing. Yeah, it's all. It's That's all, the all part. Yeah, and then you also have to think about the, you know, just the word or. You know, again, is it is it black or white? 
Maybe yeah. it's gray. I mean, right? right. Um, so we have to, you know, these are the kinds of words that we have to think about when we're talking to ourselves. And the other thing that I talk to people about is to remember that their past doesn't dictate their future. Um, I, you know, by the time people come to me, of course they're overwhelmed, right? And so they they'll talk to me about their challenges and and they'll really go um into their stories about how this hasn't worked and the reasons why this is bad and, and, um, you know, everything they've tried, but they don't necessarily think forward. They, they're really still hung up on kind of everything that went wrong. Right. So the question that I would want to ask you is if you're trying to overcome a challenge right now, or, you know, something's coming up and, you know, in the past it hasn't worked out so well, my question would be for you, then what needs to happen to make the future different? And and what are your options? These are the things that move you out of the never every single time I do this, I can't do this. I don't want to know what you can't do or what you didn't do. You know, really, what can you do now to make it different? And then what are your options? Because options is a word that is not all or nothing. It's giving you choice. Yeah, right, right. Right, it's giving you choice. Well, and that that gets back to this calcification point, right? People, I think, get calcified. They get stuck, cemented in yesterday. Uh, and and particularly, you know, I you know, when thinking about... Um, you know, yesterday's experience that that you wish you could go back and change it, right? You wish you could have done something different. Uh, that's that is a, a a painful place to live all the time because not only are you not focused on what the next step is supposed to be, you're not you're not even really aware of where you are right now. Right, right. Couple suggestions for people to be um, a little bit more on top of this, to be a little bit more aware. You know, now that you've listened to us talk about it, think about in your life, you know, where does this mind, mindset occur for you? Um, and if you're not sure, you know, talk to your spouse, talk to a friend, talk to your um, mom, your dad, your sister, you know, talk to your coach, your therapist, um, anybody that might be able to help you recognize it uh, in a nice non-judgmental way. I mean, this is to help you, not to make you feel bad. Um, but really just to get an awareness of where this might happen in your life. And then again, I think noticing what's good, focusing on that good, focusing on what's worked for you, and it doesn't have to be all bad. So one an example that I, I think is good is say saying like, you know, I worked really hard on that paper and I did the best I could. You know, it's not saying I suck at this paper. <laughs> It was terrible. Or, you know, you could say that I worked really hard on my presentation and I did the best that I could, you know, but really seeing that I put the effort in there and I did the best that I could. Here's here's what I learned about writing papers from this experience. Exactly. Here's what I learned about, you know, talking in front of people. Next time I'm, you know, I'm going to make sure the microphone works. I mean, I don't (laughs) you know, whatever it is, but (laughs) but switching your internal dialogue, right? And then I think it's, it is starting to, um, when you start to relive the past again, asking yourself, what are my options here? You know, I, I'm not, I'm, I, and I had a client tell me the other day that I thought this was really great. She said, okay, I'm drawing, I'm drawing the line in the sand and the line is past and future. 
I'm not looking at the past anymore. I'm just looking at the future. I'm drawing the line. So it, it, and I think that that's a great visual of thinking about that. When you start going down that past, what are your options for the future? Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to expectations, we talked about this at the beginning when we're, you know, your expectations are too high. So this is definitely a tough one for a lot of folks with ADHD. They think they can do more in the time that they have available or they overpromise because again, they want to please people and they want to do these things things, but then they find that they don't have the time to do it. So you really do have to be realistic with what your expectations are, what's right for you, and stop comparing yourself to other people. That's huge. Oh my goodness, do I ever fall into that too? Yes. I think I think anybody who who, you know, creates things, releases things into the into the world, if you've kind of gotten over the the hump of releasing episode one of your YouTube video or um, you know, written that first blog post or that first editorial, uh, you know, or that first report that brings you out of the shadows at work and and other people are able to read it. Um, you know, think about what would this other colleague or this other writer or this other creator have done better that I didn't do? Uh, and and that is a, another paralyzing uh, uh, challenge. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's it's. There's nothing good that's going to come out of that. Nothing. Um, and then the last point that I would say is to practice. Uh, just like anything that we talk about, we have to practice. I mean, none of this is just going to come to you, you know, because you've listened to this podcast. It's, you know, oh boy, I'm never going to think of all or nothing thinking again. I mean, it's nothing. We all know that that's not the way it works, but you can certainly practice with something maybe small. And when you do notice, um, that you're kind of thinking this way to stop yourself and say, okay, you know, what, what can I do differently? And and how are you going to feel if you have a little bit more flexibility in your life how would it feel if if uh if it didn't have to be good or bad um and just be a little less hard on yourself right and i think that when we are like that when we're kinder to, kinder to ourselves um then we tend to be more happier right with with what we have and where we're at i love it uh great stuff hopefully uh, it, some of you out there connect with this i have a hard time imagining not that, uh, <laughs> that, you, that you haven't run into this but uh, we are taking next week off for spring break here so uh you know when you don't see an episode from us in your podcast feed don't worry we'll be back uh thank you to everybody for downloading and listening to the show for your time and especially your attention on behalf of nikki kinzer i'm pete wright and we'll catch you the week after next right here on taking control the adhd podcast 